Welcome to the Shoot Got Real podcast, episode number 19, previewing the grand final on today's show. We've got the voice of club rugby in Sydney, um, Tony Lewis, he'll drop by in a little while. We speak to Eastwood prop Jed Gillespie as he gears up for the big game and have a listen to that interview now. Yeah, Jed Gillespie I mean, welcome there. Along, uh, Eastwood for prop, on. Jed from Gillespie, one legend to the Sydney show, club rugby to another, Tony Lewis from yeah. the Channel right, 7 uh, commentary right into it. Um, Grand final week, how's it all been? Do, do you keep it like a regular season week or do you kind of go... Yeah, big thank you to Tony for coming on the show. Uh, a reminder to final. subscribe on your various no, podcast sites, whether that be Anchor.fm, I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the the SoundCloud, yeah. whatever. Enjoyment uh, make sure like to like us on Facebook and Shoot Got Real and I will be back next week, hopefully, with a review of the season. My name's Tom English. Bye for now. Yeah, no, we've just been enjoying it, basically. Obviously, a lot of inexperienced players, I guess, when it comes to finals uh, in the Eastwood team. You were there in 2014 and 2015. Um, has your coach, Ben Batcher, got you to take the younger through, young, 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 younger players through it all kind of thing? Tell them what to expect. Oh, a little bit. Um, it's more, from my perspective, um, you never really know when your next grand final is. So it's, it's really been more about making sure that they stop and smell the roses a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys are, some of these guys are in their first year of grad. Yeah. Um, and in a grand final. So, um, mate, they've been pretty relaxed. I think when you're young, you sort of, when I was in the 2014 side, so I don't think you fully appreciate it. So the yeah. stress or the pressures don't hit you as much anyway. So, no, it's just been more about making sure that they enjoy it, have a good time, and just mm. do what they normally do, which I think will be good. Uh, obviously been pretty well publicised that you've made the decision to uh, make this season your last. Um, When did you make that decision and how good an ending would it be if you went out in the high of winning grand final? Uh, It was probably, it was made at the start of the season, I think. Uh, I had a slightly disjointed season last year, Mm. but I I felt I was playing pretty well towards the end. Yep. Um, So I wanted to have at least one season um, where I was starting playing good football um, mm. and sort of go out on your own terms, hopefully uninjured, which has been good so far. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, it was made at the start of the season and um, it's been it's been probably the most enjoyable season I've had of football for... Yeah, right. You know, in, in living memory. It's just been a good... It's been a good season. And mm. even, you know, we've had, you know, three, three losses or something like that. It was still like turning up to training has been fun. All the guys who've come to the club have been a good guys. So yeah, it's um, it's been a blessing to have this season as my mm. last. I think it would uh, be amazing to... to get the grand final win. Sorry. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I spoke to um, uh, mate of yours, Jai Ayub, before the season kicked off, and yeah. um, it, the, the impression he gave off is that no one who plays their whole career for Eastwood regrets playing for Eastwood. Like you always, you appreciate having played there. Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of guys, just the nature of football. We get guys moving from other clubs, other codes, mm. um, you know, from all from all over the world sometimes. But yep. very rarely will they move on. And I think that's something that we take pride in. Like, we, you know, we have a lot of my good mates have come from another club. But it's the fact that Eastwood is their last club. Mm. Um, and that's something that is important. I mean, Joe himself, um, he played at West Harbour and Randwick before finding his feet at Eastwood. Yeah. And 
but I think he will say, and I think it's you know it showed in his performances that you know that was the club that he you know found his home, mm. uh, you know take pride in. Uh, going back to back in 2014 and 2015, is that when you look back at it, is that like a career highlight for you, or if, or, or would this be a career highlight if you were to win on Saturday? Yeah, it's 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 different. It's difficult. The um, 2014 final, uh, just because you're so you were so, I was so I was so young at the time. I'd only really played one year of first grade, so yeah, you know, it was it, I was always worried that I'd never win one. Um, so it was very exciting to win one, but I was sort yeah. of the young guy. I got to, you know, ride on the coattails of legends um, and experienced super rugby players. So that was amazing. Um, mm. The 2014 grand final, you know, first time in a while for Eastwood and mm. um, going back to back was special as well. I mean, we had a special group of players, but it's completely different. I mean, it's been five years since we made the grand final. Yeah. Also, you know, the player turnover has been massive. So we've lost, you know, we even lost 12 guys from last year's semis. Yeah, wow. Um, so it would be it'd be very very special. And as a, you know, I'm 28, but I think I'm the oldest player. I don't. We don't know how old Sione Tau is. He won't tell us. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I'm the oldest player. So to be to go, you know, to go to win a comp is sort of the oldest player, and in a in a sort of different role. Um, yeah. It would be as special. Just very different. Mm. Um. So in terms of the on field stuff coming up against Gordon, uh, you. Uh, went down to them a couple of weeks back. Uh, might have been the final round of the regular season. Um, how do you beat them this time around? Um, it was a funny. It was a funny game where you played Gordon uh, yep. Brown. You know, we really didn't fire a shot for fifty minutes. Um, very, very well drilled side. So they're very well drilled. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they're fit. They're guys. They just they do their job well. To be honest. Um, mm. And even in that game, you know. A sort of disallowed try in the 79th minute cost us the win. So I feel that if we play our best football, yeah, you know, that's been the feeling of the group. If like if we if we can play a, a good a good level of football on the day, I think we'll win the game. I think it's it's we we're, we're similar teams, but mm-hmm. I think you know I, I believe we're a better side. So if we play a better a better style of football and a and a harder game, then we'll win. Um, obviously, there are some great matchups across the park. Um, guys who have been uh, invaluable for you all year, like Tane Edmed and uh, whatever, coming up against Rodney Iona and then guys, your front row partner, um, Ed Craig and, you know, Mahev Balanu, um, guys like that. Is there anywhere we should kind of pay special close attention to on the weekend? Is there anything we should really be looking out for in terms of matchups? I think the, the matchup that will win the game is effectively who's who wins a physical battle. Mm. So they've got, you know, they've got some good ball runners, um, but so do we. Um, so we've come across a few teams similar. Um, mm. I mean, if we can, if it'll be Pat Sio, Sione Tau. Yeah. Those guys up against the ball runners from Gordon, Jordan mm. Goddard, you know, whoever wins that physical battle will win the game. That's yeah, right. the end of the day. And we've come out of two weeks of um, belting other sides, you know, not necessarily on the scoreboard, but like they were extremely physical games, the first two semifinals. Yeah. So, you know, we have extreme confidence that those guys can get the job done as well mm. as the rest of the, That's where the game will be won. Do, do you think um, it's different at all 
I mean, you come up against Norths last week, who are vastly different side to Gordon, really, in the way they kind of approach the game or whatever. Um, did, did you train in preparation differently, you know, uh, for Northern Suburbs versus Gordon? Has it been at all different in terms of tactics and that this week? Yeah, of course. I mean, we've uh, you've got to vary. Um, Norths traditionally play side to side sort of game plan. They throw yep. the ball around a lot more. I mean, last last week's game, I don't think anyone got to do anything they wanted because mm. we were playing, you know, Hurricane at Pitwater Park. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, of course, game plans change. I mean, we've mm. got to adapt to the way Gordon attacked, the way Gordon played, um, and then sort of get away from the wet weather focus, which was, uh, you know, we're playing effectively test match football last two weeks in the rain. Yeah. And get back to more of a sort of, you know, week in, week out uh, attacking brand that, Mm. It got us where we are and the reason we scored so many points and um, won so many games. I read um, it was meant to be possible thunderstorms or something for Saturday. Um, who, who does that, if that happened, who does that benefit? Is that you guys or is that Gordon? I I, I don't mind playing another thunderstorm, to be mm. honest, but coming off. <laughs> um, it slows the game down a bit for me, which is nice. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's fairly square. I mean, Harris, Harrison Goddard's got a He's a good kicker. He's a good kicker out of nine. Yeah. Iona's a good kicker out of ten. Mm. But Tane and Isabel, you know, it's been probably, it's been a while since we had two genuine, genuine kickers on the field. Yeah. Control. So I think it, I think it's fairly even in terms of game control. Um, Mm. I think, I think there's some room if we're on our game to, to sort of give them a nudge at set piece. Yeah. Uh, So, mate, I welcome the rain, to be honest. If it rains, Mm. it rains. I mind. A guy you just mentioned, um, Tane Edmed, how good has he been this year for you guys? He's, I remember talking to him in the pre-season. I just think when we were sort of, you know, Batch was recruiting. Yeah. Um, he's going he's to be a wallaby. Like he's, mm. wow. I haven't seen anything. I mean, we've had some good players. I haven't seen any anyone as mature as he is. Wow. Uh, on and off the field as well. I mean, I'm, I've got 10 years on him and he's a, He's a he's a cool head, you know. We get on really well, so I think, you know, hopefully things go right at the top. You never really know. I mean, yeah, you sort of got to get that nod at the next level. Mm. Um, I give him the chance that he'll, you know, he'll play fifty tests. Like he, he's he's ridiculously good. He's, mm. We're lucky. We're lucky that. Yeah. In terms of um, just go off off track a little bit here, but in terms of pathways, you're someone who's played in uh, the NRC. You played you know, a number of seasons in that. Um, do you think that kind of did its job as a pathway up to the next level? Uh, it's tough to say. The, it was enjoyable to play in. It yep. was like a, a good time. It was a short comp. A lot of guys could who were sort of semi-professional could take time off work, you know, one, two days a week. The problem really was the fact that most squads were filled, were filled by the time the NRC started. I mean, yeah, right. guys, you know, if the Tars want someone, they're not going to wait till the end of the NRC to pick them up. Or yeah, okay. the Rebels want someone. Mm. You, you know, a, a few fringe guys would have got some preseason stuff and maybe a, a contract out of it. But you know, it was unfortunately it wasn't the it was a slightly broken system because people were people you know were getting signed in June. Yeah. Um, before the NRC started, so oh, gotcha. look, it was it, w- it was a pathway for some, um, mostly to sort of like a pre-season, you know, keep your eyes on me sort of vibe, but it wasn't as effective as it could have been, I don't think. Right. 
Um, Jed Gillespie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, best of luck on the weekends. Uh, right. Hope you win. Um, yeah. Update the Wikipedia page if you do. Um, <laughs> go well. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, Jed Gillespie there. Uh, big thank you to him for coming on. And from one legend of Sydney Club Rugby to another, Tony Lewis from the Channel 7 commentary team. A big hello and welcome to the voice of Club Rugby for the last uh, five, six years in Sydney. Tony Lewis on the line. Uh, how are you, man? Very well, thanks, Tom. I'm very happy to be with you this evening. Yep. Uh, look, hopefully we'll see you back on the screens last uh, next year, that is. Um, but for now, you'll probably be sitting at home watching the Shoot Shield Grand Final, or will we see you out there? Um, I'm not sure I've made up my mind yet. Uh, uh, I'll probably be at home watching it, mate. I don't really have a dog in this uh, in this fight since Beasties went out. Yeah, you know, at the, fell at the last hurdle. Um, mm. But it should be it should be a good game and a good day out there at Leichhardt. What do you think of um, the Beasties though? Because obviously they came into the finals with a wet sail with that huge win over Randwick and then they um uh, you know kind of didn't make it past Eastwood. Yeah, I think that um coming up against Eastwood is probably was probably the uh the worst outcome for yeah. them because even though even though Woody's finished um fifth, mm. um I think they've probably got more playoff experience at that club than pretty much anyone else except uni, you know, yeah. who who who's not going to be there. So, uh, and, and Eastern Suburbs has always been a team that's, that's offered a lot, but unfortunately has, you know, sort of failed to deliver at the, uh, mm. at, the at the pointy end of the system of the uh, season, you know, and they, they did, they had all the momentum coming into the final series and, um, you know, fell against Eastwood and then, uh, um, you know, lost to Gordon, you know, the next week. Yep. hundred um, percent. When we, Move ahead to this week. Gordon in their first grand final since like 1880 or something, um, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming up against Eastwood. Um, did you expect to see Eastwood there? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah, okay. I, yes, 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 I did. I, I, I um, well, I mean, that was the feeling I got over the last four or five weeks, let's say, you know, mm. at the very beginning of the year before, at the season launch before a ball had even, even been kicked. I was asked on camera who was going to win the competition, which is a pretty, you know, silly question for someone to ask, but it's even sillier for someone to try and answer it. So, of course, I tried to answer it. And I said, I think it was going to, it would be a Gordon Eastern Suburbs grand final and East would win it for the first time since 1969. Now, <laughs> I knew that Gordon was going to go well yeah. this year and I thought East would go reasonably well but I think a lot of that was my heart talking in terms yeah, of okay. being there at the grand final. <clears throat> um, but over the last sort of four or five weeks, you know, having called uh, Eastwood a few times this season, they're a very, very, very good side. You know, they've got a good mix of youth and old heads in there. Yeah. And um, the old heads have a ton of um, playoff experience. And, uh, you know, coach Ben Batcher has got a ton of playoff experience as well. So they know how to play, you know, the big games. Mm. Um, as for Gordon, not unbeatable. You know, we saw that earlier in the season they lost to Norths, but since then they've been looking pretty good. Do we think Eastwood get the can win? Look, they're definitely not unbeatable, like you say. And I think uh, after their 
the first semi-final against Randwick where, where the Wicks almost got him. Yeah. Came very, very, very close. If it wasn't for um, Dave Vera giving away that penalty yeah, yeah, by yeah. the death um, for Gordon to win it, Randwick, Randwick would have won. Um, mm-hmm. I think after that, Darren Coleman uh, had, would have been working very, very, very hard uh, to improve on that. And I think the next weekend you saw the result of that against Easts. Yeah. And uh, if anybody knows how to get a team up for the grand final, it's Darren Coleman. But the difference is, I think that having, you know, I think DC has more playoff experience than Benny Batcher. Yeah. But I think the, I think the Eastwood players collectively have more playoff experience uh, than the Stags. You no, know? you'd be correct. 100%. And, 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 that, and that's the reason that I think that Eastwood is going to pip Gordon uh, in the grand final on Saturday, but not by much. It's going to be very, very close, you know? When you watch the game, um, what, what, are, what are the keys to the game for you? What are you going to be looking out for? Well, I think, um, I think obviously, uh, dominance up front, um, you know, and I think Eastwood just has a tiny bit of an advantage there uh, in terms of the, of, the, of the forwards, in terms of the pack, um, you know, and in terms of the tight five. I think having Ed Craig um, as hooker is big for Eastwood. Uh, He's a terrific leader. He's a terrific player. And he can really lift uh, the forwards um, during the game. Um, I I think that Gordon's most important player is Iona Mm. uh, at 10. Um, He's a terrific player. He's a very, very good uh, uh, general. You know, he, he marshals the players very well. He directs the game. Very well. He's got a terrific kicking game. Um, but again, I think, uh, you know, the Woods with Muliuffi at 12, with Goodall mm. on the wing, with Namanganita Wasi on the other wing, uh, Bell, the Englishman. Uh, that's a very good back three. No, it is. You know, and, and, and Edmund is a bit, a bit of a question mark in the big games. Mm. But gee, he's been, he's been good all year, this young fella. Yeah, you he know? has. Uh, it's interesting. Um, no, interesting you point out um, Ed Craig for Eastwood, and he comes up against Mahe Vailanu, who's been brilliant all year for Gordon and now moves to hooker. And it's going to be a fascinating clash, uh, the number twos. Um, if you had to put a points difference on it, what, what, what do you go with? Eastwood by how many? Uh, Eastwood by less than five. Wow. All right. Um, Tony Lewis, thank you for your comments tonight. Um, hopefully, I know a lot of people would love to see you back on our TV screens next year. I'd love to see you uh, as well. And I'm sure you'd love to be back on. We'll hope for the best. Uh, enjoy the off season. Thank you, Tom. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been, I just want to say how much of a privilege and a pleasure it's been for me to call the Suit Shield mm. for the last five years, mate, no matter what happens. But fingers crossed, uh, I'll get back into it next year. We'll see what happens. Yeah, big thank you to Tony for coming on the show. Uh, a reminder to subscribe on your various podcast sites, whether that be Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, whatever. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook at Shoot Got Real, and I will be back next week, hopefully, with a review of the season. My name's Tom English. Bye for now.